Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. My name is Megan Strand. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And of course, with me here, lest you are worried that I'm doing the introduction instead of Mr. Joe Waters. He's actually here with me today, too. Yay, here I am. Here we are. (laughs) And we're trying something a little bit different, folks, today. So don't panic. But we're switching it up a little bit. Today, we have an amazing episode with Allison Weinhagen from City Market in Vermont. Right, Joe? Yes. So we're going to talk to Allison in just a minute. But before we do that, we thought we would give you a couple of other things that we're thinking about this week. And I want to kick it to you first, Joe, because I know you're always thinking about amazing things. So what what's on your mind this week? Well, I think our listeners might be interested to hear about. You know, one of the things I was reading about, and as you know, Megan, I'm a proud uh, Penn State grad. I know. And one of the programs that we had at Penn State when I was there is a program called THON. And THON is a dance marathon that they do um, at the school every year. But this isn't just some little event that the students run. This is actually the largest student-run fundraiser in the world. Hmm. And wow. uh, last year, it raised over $10 million. And for, what are they raising money for? They raise it for pediatric cancers. They raise it for a fund at um, at Hershey Medical Center called hmm. uh, the Four Diamonds. And, you know, in Four Diamonds, a lot of people haven't heard of it, but it's a great fund that's run out of the hospital there. And they're actually the recipient of the Thon money. And one of the things that they did a few years ago was they saw that Thon at Penn State was really growing and getting so big that, you know, they were pretty much at capacity. So what they did, Megan, was they started something called Mini Thon. And what this was is a program much like THON, a dance marathon, but instead of at the college level, they had it at high schools, middle schools, elementary schools. And one of the things, yeah, and one of the things that I found out last week is that they just broke the $5.5 million mark. Oh my gosh. Minithon, and that means that they have seventy thousand kids participating in the program and two hundred and thirty-five schools. Is this all in Pennsylvania? Yeah, well, a lot of it's in Pennsylvania, but it's grown outside Pennsylvania now. So we're seeing more things in New York, uh, New Jersey, Maryland, huh. Ohio. So they're really growing the program. But one of the things I think is related to cause marketing on this is one: we know the power of peer-to-peer fundraising, whether you're talking mm-hmm. about traditional fundraising or cause marketing. But I think one of the incredible opportunities too is now that they have this incredible asset that they're raising money with, that they have students, teachers, and parents involved in, you know, they have this incredible opportunity to monetize it through cause marketing. And one of the things I think is so important is before you go out there and, and look for cause marketing opportunities, think about how important it is to have a dedicated asset that you can bring out there to companies and businesses and say, hey, here's something that you can work with us on. It's a great audience and a great benefit and a proven success story. What company can resist that, Megan? You know, it's so smart, though, because it's that real grassroots effort. Like, it reminds me 
I don't know why it reminds me of this exactly, but it reminds me of the Dick Sporting Goods platform right. and how they marketed to small, teeny tiny, underfunded sports teams right. essentially. Yep. Um, but they got amazing traction. So I think it's I think it's really smart. I think you should pitch this to them, Joe. As a yeah. co- it's a cause marketing yeah. partnership. Yeah, you yeah, no, I, I think it's an an incredible opportunity. And think about it too, Megan. You're looking at Gen Z too. I mean, you know, a lot of oh, the people totally. and stuff like that. So so I mean, smart. What it's better smart marketing for the university just in general. That's right. That's Come right. To Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so my hat goes off. Uh, Love it. Yeah, to uh, to Four Diamonds and uh, Susie and Rainey down there. Uh, she's the person who runs the program and fabulous job. What about you, Megan? What did you find out about this week that you were interested in? Okay, this is so me geeking out, mm-hmm. but Unilever. Okay, so I'm going to caveat all of this by saying that we always see research coming through on our community. And it's one of two types. Either mm-hmm. it's consumer research where people are like, what would you do hypothetically? And right. you know, and an online <laughs> survey, which is great. We love those surveys. Yeah. Please don't stop doing them. The other type that they do is like an academic setting where they might put somebody in an actual fake situation and see what they see what they would do. But so Unilever came out with a study and they just released it early January and they only released a teeny tiny little bit of it. I'm hoping they're going to release more, but they did this amazing purpose study. They surveyed 20,000 adults, which is a ton for these surveys from five countries about how they felt about brands relating to social and environmental impact. But they asked them, you know, what they would do hypothetically, but then they mapped it against real purchase decisions that these people were making. So it actually came up with what I think is a more accurate picture. So a couple of the highlights that is, uh, of course, I was tweeting out like a crazy person last week. They said that 33% of consumers buy from brands doing social or environmental good, which is a little bit lower than we normally see. You mm-hmm. usually see, you know, price and quality being equal. 100% of people would, yeah, <laughs> would, right. would buy from a purpose-focused brand. So 33%. And then they came up with a really interesting sort of opportunity cost, I guess. And they said $1.2 trillion in opportunity exists for brands that make their sustainability credentials clear. So what they're mm-hmm. saying is... Another data point they found was they said 21% of consumers would choose brands if their packaging and marketing was clearer. Mm -hmm. So what they did was take that 21% and they extrapolated it toward the purchase, you know, the purpose brand marketplace. And they said $1.2 trillion exists for brands if they would just communicate better on their packaging. Um, And then they said, last one, I know you're getting bored, but I'm this, this is exciting for me. They said Dove, Ben and Jerry's and Hellman's grow 30% faster than the rest of their business. And their purpose-focused brands make up something like 53% of uh, their overall portfolio and sales for Unilever. So amazing, amazing stuff. There is a real bottom line benefit to this stuff. That's right. I just love that a company is actually attaching numbers to it. I think it's a little risky, and I'm sure people like to poke holes in it. But I do think it's nice that they're saying, well, here's how we got this number. So anyway, hopefully more to come on Unilever. But I think now we should get to our interview because it's so great. So can you tell people who we're talking to today? Yeah, on the line today, uh, we have Allison uh, Weinhagen, who's Director of Community Engagement at City Market. And Megan, City Market is a one-store grocery stand, although they are hoping to grow that to a couple different chains, mm-hmm. a couple different stores over the coming year. It's a 16,000-square-foot community-owned food cooperative in downtown Burlington, uh, Vermont. And one of the things I had heard from a nonprofit in Vermont was that they had this incredible roundup program. And of course, roundup programs are when you get to the register and you've spent, you know, $20.50. They ask you, would you like to round up to the nearest dollar and donate that 50 cents to a good cause? Well, 
City Market does that every day of the year, Megan. And to date, I think they said in about 27 months of the program, they've raised over $300,000. So wow. it's been incredibly successful. It's a great example about how a single store can make an incredible difference in the community. I'll tell you, we got the Massachusetts Vermont Portland connection happening today. It's very exciting. On the line with us is Allison Weinhagen, who is Director of Community Engagement at City Market, and they are a community-owned food cooperative in downtown Burlington, Vermont. Now, you're probably thinking, Joe has finally slipped off the rails. Why is this guy bringing a single store chain after Megan brings? You have to understand, Allison. Megan brings all the big guests in. You know, they all flock <laughs> towards stuff like that. But you got me though. Yeah, that's right. That's what. And what I found out about Allison is that they have this incredible program, Megan, called Rally for the Change, and they do a roundup program at their register. That over the past two years, I think it's what'd you say, twenty-seven months, Allison? Twenty-seven months so far has raised. $300,000 with a round wow. program. Fantastic work, Allison. Thank you. Yeah, We're and welcome to the excited. show. We're very excited to have you on. What's the weather like in Vermont today? Is it balmy like it is here in Boston? It is. It's about 45 degrees. I didn't nice. even have to wear a coat. I feel oh weird my with gosh. my winter boots on. Yeah, I know. I know That's yeah. why we have all of your snow, you guys. I know, and Thank all our so cold. Much. Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they can, they can have it, Allison. We'll get a, a reprieve. I always think, you know, sometimes like, gee, maybe winter's going to be over early this year, but you know, <laughs> that's not how it works. That, that's not, not so much. Yeah. 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 So tell us, so with uh, Rally for the Change, I mean, this has been a great program for you. Tell us when and how it all got started. Well, sure. We started this program back in October of 2014. Um, basically it started with a conversation with the director of the food shelf here in Burlington, which, um, is an amazing food shelf that has a lot of different programs. Uh, they weren't hitting their budget targets and, uh, we always had tear off tags at the register. People could add amounts to their, um, totals of whatever groceries they were buying. And those, uh, donations were going down, um, in the double digits year over year, no matter what we did. Mm -hmm. And so we were trying to find a way to increase revenue to the food shelf, basically, um, to help alleviate hunger, which is one of the big things we try to do in our community. So that's why we started. This is something Joe and I talk about a ton on the show and most places to my complete and utter, utter bafflement, do not do roundups. They do like, would you like to add a dollar? Would you like to add $5? How come you guys decided on a roundup? I actually think it's brilliant. Yeah, but I'm curious too. to know your thought process. So we had a couple of programs that we were doing at the register. One was adding the dollar or $2. Sometimes we'd have a separate program for um, our warmth program in the state of Vermont, which helps uh, assistance with heating oil, fuel oil, um, heating homes in the wintertime. Um, and we also offered five cents back for every bag you reuse. So we had just a number of different programs, a lot of conversations at the register. So we were trying to streamline all of those. And there's one co-op, Seward, in Minneapolis um, that had a Roundup program. Uh, so we talked to them. We talked to our accountants. Um, and when we looked at what Seward was doing in a much larger um, urban area, um, and when we looked at what assumptions we could make on our program in terms of, you know, the nth customer that would round up, so every fourth or fifth customer would say yes, um, and what would that average donation be, 38 mm. cents, 40 cents, um, and we looked at the number of transactions that we have daily, about 4,500 transactions go through our registers every day. Um, we realized what kind of impact we could have, and we decided that this was the best program for us. It's a pass-through program, so um, it really is just a straightforward donation. 
Mm. So how did it work with your POS system? Was it challenging to get it up and running to do or Some people <laughs> say with a Roundup program that it's a little bit more difficult with yeah. the software to get it worked out. Did you guys have any issues with that? It was a little bit difficult, but frankly, it's funny. We were just having a leadership meeting this afternoon, and our IT director said to me, hey, you know what? The guys from STCR who work with us on our point-of-sale system are amazed at the numbers in the Rally for Change program. Mm. So we worked with them. Um, It was fairly straightforward. I think they were creative, and they found um, a way to make it work for us. They didn't have to charge us too much to make those changes to the point-of-sale system. Um, you know, sometimes it's a matter of using uh, a toggle or um, a field that wasn't really meant for Rally for Change, but can be used for that instead. Right. So, um, so they got a little creative with us, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. And then the other, um, you know, mention is that we you have to check with your finance department and make sure that the reports that are coming out of that point of sale system are going to work for them. Um, all that came together, and and then it's just a lot of training of customers and of cashiers. Mm, no, you. Point. You divide the totals that you earn amongst several charities, right? Yeah. We do. Yeah. So we have a a rotating 10% partner. So the program we used to have um, where we'd offer a nickel, we we didn't offer the nickel to the customer. We offered a nickel to a local nonprofit every time a customer reused their bag. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was usually somewhere between $900 and $1,100 a month um, to that partner. When we looked at the assumptions for Rally for Changed, we realized that if we had a 10% partner, um, that would uh, take care of that program. So we could take away the nickel program um, and put those people in the 10% partner program. We almost always have a three-year waiting list for the 10% partner program. So that's reserved as a short application. It's reserved for local nonprofits that are doing amazing work in our community but aren't quite tied to um, strengthening the local food system or alleviating childhood hunger, which are um, two of our big goals. So that's how we choose the 10% partner. Um, We started out with the 40% partner being the food shelf. Um, and then realized that they'd probably be best served as the 50% partner. So earlier this year, we made them the 50% partner. Um, and then we reserved the 40% uh, partner for other community organizations. How did your customers respond to the program when you first launched it, Allison? Um, it, you know, it was, a, it was a mixed response. And it took a lot of education and a lot of work on our part. Mm. Um, some people were... Um, feeling a little judged yeah. when we asked. Yeah. Um, and so some of that's cashier training to make sure that when you ask, it doesn't matter what people say. If they yep. say yes, great. If they say no, that's fine too. Right. Um, now that we've got a couple of years under our belt, people are used to it. The mm. ask um, comes up uh, easy. Um, there are some customers who would actually prefer that we just always know they want to say yes and yeah. we remember mm. it in the membership database and we haven't figured out a way to do that yet. Mm. That um, would be great. I do think it yeah. would be great. Yeah. I think the ask reminds people. No, that's a good point too, um, though. To yeah, keeps yeah. it in the forefront. Um, yeah. And we have done a better job of. Um, we have a customer service coordinator at um, our front end who did an amazing job of really keeping the numbers out there and keeping cashiers educated about where this money is going. So when any customer asks, the cashier can immediately talk about 
you know, the $300,000 that yes. we've already raised, where this month's money is going. We have signage all over the place. Um, we made T-shirts for the entire staff. We did yep. a celebration last oh, year of awesome. it to really just highlight the program. That's good. And you know what? See, what I love about Roundup programs, Allison and Megan, is it's always less than a buck. So I always feel like it's an easy yes for people. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times it's like 25 cents, 38 cents, 50 cents or something like that. It's like, yeah, sure. You know, it almost makes it easy because I would just assume if I was paying in cash, I just assume not to have the change anyways. And the average is um, right around 34, 36 cents. And uh, it, I think it makes it easier to balance your credit card statement if you're paying by credit card, if it's oh, an even point. number. Um, our goal, I mean, my lifelong goal is to put Rob Meehan, who's the executive director of the food shelf, uh, out of a job. Mm-hmm. I would love to not great. need the food shelf. Yeah. Um, it, that probably isn't going to happen in my lifetime, unfortunately, but it's programs like this that can make a huge impact, but also don't get in the way of customers writing those year-end checks. Right. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make a huge impact, but in a way that wasn't noticeable enough to each individual customer that they also wouldn't go ahead and make the donations they'd always been making. Mm, um, yeah. And this seems to have done the trick. Yeah, no, that's sure. a, you know, that's critical on something like that. Megan, I just read something on that. I'll have to send that to you. Someone was writing about that and saying that cause marketing donations impact regular donations. The evidence on that, though, is kind of sketchy. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of evidence out there that says that it really doesn't impact it because people recognize that they're only, you know, in a Roundup program, that they're only donating 34 cents. And they are still expected or they still want to make that additional donation. And that's and I had a long conversation with Rob Meehan, who runs the food shelf, about that before we even started this program. Mm. So I rolled it out to him and said, this is what we'd like to do. This is how much money we think we can raise for the food shelf, which is our main goal. Um, you know, poke some holes in that. Tell me what's going to work, what's not going to work. Do you have other ideas? Um, and, and he was super excited for us to get started. So you've been doing this for about two years now. What would you say to somebody else who is considering doing a Roundup program? What have you learned over the past two years that you would say they need to pay special attention to? I think they need to pay special attention to the ask. So how do your cashiers ask? Um, pay special attention to how well you share out the information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make it clear how big the impact is because I, I people are just amazed. Um, you know, that, that $312,000 in 27 months is just, it's a crazy number. Um, our donations to the food shelf have gone up um, almost 200% um, mm-hmm. in the same time period uh, when we weren't doing this program. Uh, and and it's just such a little money. When we, As a co-op, we always talk about collective impact, and this is just one really tangible example of how we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think education of staff um, on where the money is going and uh, what kind of impact we have and then it's just going to take time for customers to get used to it. But frankly, I think the more retailers who create this kind of program, um, the more ready people are to hear it everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every retailer I want to go to, I'd like them to ask me. I would mm-hmm. always say yes. I would right. always say yes. And yeah. I think the majority of people would. Mm. And but one of the things that I really love, though, is that how much sensitivity you give to your employees and customers about training mm-hmm. people to ask in the way that's non-judgmental. There was actually... Actually, it was a cartoon out there. I don't know if you remember that one, Megan. It showed someone in Whole Foods and they were like, you know, would you like to donate a dollar? And the person was like, no. And they were like, you don't want to take care of hungry children? You know? And they're like, no, no. Oh, you know what it was? I'm trying to think of um, 
it's one of those cartoons that's out there that they did it. But it was, you know, it was really, it, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, sometimes how people feel. One of totally. the things I loved about you, Allison, though, is when I was looking online at City Market, what you guys created some nice displays in the store too mm-hmm. to show people how much money you raised, what the impact you were having. Is that something that you regularly do? It is. So um, we're, as a co-op, we really, what I like to say is we operate a really amazing grocery store, but it's really a front for giving back to the community. Um, (laughs) The the better we operate the grocery store, the more we can impact the community. And so that's actually what we're here for. So we do have signs for Rally for Change that we update every month to make it clear where that money is going. We want to be as transparent as possible with people, but um, we want to get people excited. Um, And I think it can easily incent more donations into the community because there are all sorts of local nonprofits that people don't know anything about. Um, And so we're also able to offer those nonprofits the opportunity to table in the store during the month that they're getting some of that money Mm -hmm. um, and educate more people about all those great things they're doing. Yeah. And you look at that list too of nonprofits that you've supported. It's so extensive since the beginning of the program. I mean, it's just, and it really is. It's like, it's one of those things you look through and you're like, I've never heard of these nonprofits. And that's wonderful because these are just the type of nonprofits who need this type of funding. Exactly. They need the funding and they um, they need the PR. They need the assistance with people getting to know who they are and understanding really what it what it takes to run a community like ours um, and how many different support systems we have. It's um, it's unfathomable. One of the other things I noticed on your website that you do just switching gears a little bit is offering members the opportunity to volunteer at some of the partner organizations. That strikes me as a fantastic idea. Talk a little bit about how that program works. So that program is actually tied into our Rally for Change program, which is quite delightful. So um, we, a lot of co-ops do member work. Many co-ops do um, member work in the store. So you'll have members actually volunteering in the store, um, usually for a discount. Um, We phased that out several years back because we decided, again, that we wanted a bigger collective impact. And the way to have a bigger collective impact was to create a group of, at this point, about 20 community nonprofit partners Our member workers go through a um, short orientation process, and then they can volunteer with those 20 partners, um, and in exchange, we give them a discount in the store every month. So it depends on the hours they work, but for two hours of volunteer work a month, they get a 7% discount, uh, and for four hours a month, they get a 12% discount. So we're... um, we're offering up, and the volunteer partners are working on um, local food-related issues, hunger-related issues, mm. um, so things that are near and dear to our heart as a cooperative, um, and we're incenting that volunteer activity. That's and then good. we pick our 40% partners for the Rally for Change program from that pool of community outreach partners. Wow. So it's all tied together. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. How much yeah. how much logistical effort is that? I mean, is I know that sometimes, not always, but sometimes arranging volunteer opportunities can be cumbersome, both for the nonprofit as well as the business that's trying to coordinate it. So have you found that to be logistically cumbersome at all? Um, The entering of hours into our database is a little bit cumbersome right now. Totally worth it. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it takes a bit of work and some back and forth, um, you know, with some members in terms of, oh, I forgot to record my hours. We really do focus on nonprofits that have volunteer coordinators. Um, so that they're set up for success and we're set up for success. So we have a short memorandum of understanding to make sure that they have the right insurance coverage and that they have people who can handle reporting those hours to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we enter them 
actually manually into the database. It's about 20,000 hours. Um, so about eight, you know, wow. eight to 10 full-time employees basically, or full-time volunteers out in the community each and every year working with our nonprofit partners. It's a little crazy. Those numbers yeah. are amazing. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Great. You know, Megan, one of the things I know about the program at City Market, though, is one of the reasons it does so well is because of all the other things that they're doing. And I bet their customers recognize the fact that they have what we like to call skin in the game, right? That they are contributing as much, if not more, uh, than their customers. And I would love to hear, Allison, about other things that you're doing uh, to support the community. So we do a number of things. Um, we have um, Beyond the Rally for Change donations. City Market makes its own donations to organizations that deal with local food systems and um, uh, alleviating hunger. Um, so there's the Intervale Center in town uh, that supports uh, local food programs and local farmers, uh, Hunger Free Vermont, the Boys and Girls Club. So there are a number of those that we've targeted and that we give cash donations to. Um, our leadership team serves on the board of some of those organizations, so I serve on the board of the Intervale Center, um, and that's actually built into part of my job here at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so we do community board work. Um, our general manager serves on the South End Arts and Business Association board, so we're integrated into the community. Um, we act as a nonprofit in terms of sales to members, so we return a portion of our profits to our members every year. Um, so this past year, it was about $750,000 we returned to members. Last year, it was about a million dollars. Um, so there are any number of things that we do. We offer classes, um, and we charge a nominal fee. Mostly when you talk about skin in the game, we want to mm. make sure people show up for classes when they sign up. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the only reason that we charge. Um, and we'll do classes for um, smaller groups. We do Pennywise pantry tours for people who are eating on a budget. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have a food for all program that's actually taken off um, across the country um, in a number of different co-ops. So we offer a 10% discount for folks who are participating in Three Squares Vermont, which is um, Vermont's food stamps program, mm -hmm. the WIC program, which is a federal women, infant, children program, or social security, disability, or supplemental income. So we offer, for folks participating in that, it's a, um, an easy process um, for us to see that you're eligible. Your uh, member card looks like everybody else's member card, but it gets you 10% off your groceries here because we want to make sure we're accessible, um, especially to those folks who um, are of lower income. Wow, you guys yeah. don't well, you know, do hardly anything for the community. Yeah, I know, Megan, I guess, <laughs> Megan, I, 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 I guess I was wrong. <laughs> we try not to cut corners yeah. Yeah, yeah but see that's but see that's what's so important about these types of programs is that the sincerity and the authenticity of the program shines mm -hmm. through it really does and i think that engages you know customers can smell a program that seems a little too self-serving and they know that right away. And I can tell with your program, the customers know that you're just as committed to doing the right thing as you want them to do. And you're just encouraging them to do that by you know, and, rounding uh, up a small yeah. amount at the register, 34 cents a transaction. And marketing, and that's what makes marketing here so much different. Sure, we have um, all sorts of different programs going on. Um, but it really, for us, is just sharing our story. We're doing things because they're the right things to do, not because they sell more groceries. Mm. Um, and and our members uh, will often tell us what to do. They're interested yeah. in how things are going, and they're very, very engaged. Um, and our board of directors, um, who hires the general manager, is uh, elected from our general membership. Oh, so interesting. our members own and run the store. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And uh, and the good news is is that you folks are expanding, so these efforts will hopefully also be expanded. I sure hope so. Our sales are doing really well as a single store right now. We're one of the largest single store food co-ops in the United States in terms wow. of sales. So we're at about 41, just over $41 million in sales in wow. our one location. And by uh, late next fall, we should have a, a second location uh, a couple of miles from this store. We're very, very excited about that. It's been a lot of work and a lot of time getting there, but we're super excited because um, it just means more impact on the community, frankly. Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. fantastic. You can give back yeah. more. Well, Allison, this has been absolutely phenomenal to hear more about City Market and all of the good work that you're doing in the community. If people want to find out more about you or City Market, how might they do that? So they can go on our website at citymarket.coop. Um, we have a great website with all sorts of information there. Um, if folks want more information about how to start their own program, I'm always happy for people to email me directly. Um, and so people can send me a note at allisonw at citymarket.coop. Two L's and an I, Allison W at citymarket.coop. Excellent. And we'll include that in the show notes. Joe, where can people find you online if they'd like to do that? Well, first, I want to give a shout out to Nicole Wayland, who is the marketing and promotions manager of Vermont Food Bank. She was the one who originally turned me on to City Market. So thank you so much. Thanks, uh, Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, that was awesome. And, um, you know, I love to hear about these programs. You can read more about programs like this, obviously, at my blog, Selfish Giving. You can check me out on Twitter at Joe Waters. And don't forget all those pins on Pinterest under Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you. I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at engageforgood.com. Oops, no I don't. It's just at Engage for Good. I'm getting my uh, <laughs> my digital platforms confused. But you can find show notes at engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com and you can find Cost Talk Radio on iTunes as well as Google Play. So please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and while you're there leave us a review so we know whether you like the show or not. And on behalf of Allison and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio and we'll talk to you next time. 